It was the dawn of the third age of podcasting, 20 years after Babylon 5's debut. This intro cast is a dream given form. Its goal? To introduce the show to new fans by creating a place where new viewers and older light can discuss the show peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for geeks, nerds, podcasters, and wanderers. British and Americans, wrapped up in minutes of audio downloads, all alone on the web. It can be a silly place, but it's our last best hope for intelligent analysis. This is the story of the first of the Babylon 5 intro cast. The year is 2014. The name of the show is Down Below. Uh, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elizabeth. Uh, hopefully Ian will be joining us in a few minutes, but today we are pleased to be joined once again all the way from Denmark. It's Yan, the Babylon lurker. Hey, Yan. Hey, Yan. Hello, hello everybody. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for filling in for at the last minute. Mm. Well, we swapped, so it was yeah. It was doable. Oh, with Lori. Yeah, she couldn't do what I did, what I do now. I couldn't do what she do, she will do, be doing. So hey, it worked out. Yep. We are gathered here today to discuss episode fourteen of season one TKO. But first, here's an ISN report. This is an ISN special report. The Muay Thai, a traditionally alien-only sporting event, got its first Earther participant yesterday. The fighter, a former boxer named Walker Smith, challenged his way into the tournament during his opponent Gior's previous bout. The bitter fight ended in a draw, with both participants collapsing in exhaustion. Whether this will revive Mr. Smith's stalled boxing career remains to be seen. This has been your ISN Special Report. TKO originally aired May 25th, 1994. It was the 19th episode film, but it aired number 14. This episode that, oh, that actually makes me more disappointed in it that they <laughs> that they, they they had this episode so late. They filmed this episode so late in the season. Like I don't know. So was it supposed to be number 19 or? I don't, I didn't read all the details, but I think it was originally got mixed up with another episode. Um, they sent the wrong information to TV Guide. So that instead <laughs> of trying to change it, they would have had it aired it out of order. Well, I don't think it matters, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said it didn't really matter because it's not that. There's not much arc in there. Yeah. No. This episode was directed by John C. Flynn III. He was director of photography for m most of the episodes of the series. I saw that he was DP on other shows like Hill Street Blues, Gilmore Girls, Jake and the Fat Man, <laughs> and okay. CSI New York. He makes an on-screen appearance in next week's episode. Who can't wait. <laughs> and this episode was written by Larry Dettilio, who wrote Death Walker and Born to the Purple. And no, his brother isn't in this episode like his previous two episodes. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. <laughs> so the episode begins with our two main guest stars arriving on Babylon 5. Kind of like, kind of sounds like the beginning of a joke. Like a rabbi and a boxer arrive <laughs> on a space <laughs> station. <laughs> Except this wasn't funny at all. <laughs> 
Um, I have decided that whenever we see a ship come from Earth, that it's bringing someone that someone on Babylon 5 knows. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. So they part ways. The rabbi seems really impressed with the station. Next, we see Garibaldi interrupting a drug deal for slappers, um, and a fight ensues, and the boxer dude we saw earlier saves Garibaldi's life. The Do guy- we know what slappers are? There's some kind of drug that, um, like you, that go through the skin. They're, they're medical supplies, I think, that people take, uh, use them recreationally, I think. Oh, but we don't know, like, what, cause it has an intriguing name. <laughs> <laughs> so the boxer name is, uh, Ali. hello. Uh, sorry guys. It's um, okay. As I said, we're over Facebook. It's been a long weekend. Uh, no problem. We In just... a good way? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, I uh, actually sat down a short while after I got back and actually fell asleep on the sofa. Were you watching this episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fine. We were um, hadn't gotten that far yet, so I haven't missed much in this episode. It's not a bad thing to miss it. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised you had to get uh, the recording started. So, what have you discussed? Uh, we were just in the opening scene. Um, the boxer dude is played by Walker... His name is Walker Smith, who is played by Gregory McKinney. He played Jax in the Mortal Kombat movie. His name is a, it's a reference to Sugar Ray Robinson. His real name was Walker Smith. Coincidentally, this actor died April 12, 1998, and Sugar Ray Robinson died April 12, 1989. Whoa. Wow, this guy died in 1998? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, I thought that I recognized him from something, and I, maybe I shouldn't have, but I went and looked on IMDb and was like, okay, well, no, he must just look like someone else. But, yes, I was sad to see that he had also passed away. Yeah. So, it turns out that Garibaldi and Walker Smith have a history together. Smith has had a hard time since the time they knew each other. He ended up becoming a boxer until something happened that we don't know yet. And now he's trying to find a way to make some money, and Garibaldi knows just the thing. And there we have the opening credits. Yeah, that scene was just the first of many cheesy scenes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I I wouldn't call him cheesy. I would just, I don't know, I would just call it pointless. They're just, (laughs) yeah, it's like any other... I don't know, any other episode of television, movie, whatever, that there's a sports thing in, and that's exactly what this is, and so it's just kind of like, okay, it's been done. It's been done. Yeah, and it's Many done. times. Yeah. Yeah. And done uh, better. I'm sure. <laughs> it has to have been. I was going to say, yeah, I think even the episode of Angel did this better. <laughs> I actually yeah. enjoy that episode, <laughs> so... Well, you have a character that you care about, you know, entering the fights in that episode versus we don't know this guy at all. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have to say that guy that was dealing drugs and then he's in the Zocalo, okay? <laughs> They're in the middle of where people gather. And then he tried to stab security. I mean, brain trust. I mean, let's, let's <laughs> why, how did he make it this far? I don't know. Out in plain view. Yeah. So all around, yeah, not, not, not too intriguing of a start. 
So down in the casino area, Walker and Garibaldi are eating. Did you notice Zima was on the screen? I did. Yeah. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a product placement. It was just a joke. Yeah, Zima, I guess, is still around. And 2268, <laughs> I don't know. Very much a joke because it's not. Yeah. So it's not I a have, I, I actually have a six pack of Zima <laughs> in my house. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a collector. Well, I mean, somebody gave it to me, but I'm... So, that's why you still have it? Yeah, Yeah, you're responsible for the research. I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's cool and refreshing. I don't know. Maybe after 200 years, that six-pack fermented somehow, and then one of your descendants discovered it, and it's actually a really good alcoholic drink. (laughs) Very potent. (laughs) So Walker is surprised that Garibaldi's drinking water. Garibaldi says he gave up alcohol a little while ago, which was like, what, three episodes ago? (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you had a relapse. Good thing the episode didn't get pushed out of order too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next we see Ivanova in her quarters having a good time. She's reading Working Without a Net by Harlan Ellison. We know Harlan Ellison is a consultant on this show, and that was actually the working title of his... Uh, autobiography which still hasn't been published yet okay but did his autobiography have a female symbol for the eye <laughs> like this one did i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so in the future his autobiography will have been published and there may be some scandal behind it yeah <laughs> who can tell so then rabbi koslov arrives rabbi koslov was played by theodore bikel he played on the next generation, he was Worf's adoptive father. He was their Russian yeah. adoptive parents. The rabbi is a friend of Ivanova's family. He's there about Susan's father. She didn't go to his funeral because there was a crisis on the station, and she hasn't sat Shiva yet because she's been busy. And since it's been several months, she doesn't see a point to it. But she does agree to meet him for dinner later on. Well, he is very. Um... He's very dedicated. I mean, he, he travels out to space. Uh, <laughs> for, the first, for the first time. For the first time, which I can't be cheap, <laughs> you no. know, to come uh, get on her case about that. I have to say also that the fashion in this episode is outstanding. <laughs> um, I want to point out that she's wearing a purple vest over a knotted shirt. Remember knotted shirts where you knotted at the waist? Ah, yep. yes. <laughs> yep. And the yeah, vest. Yeah, I had to wonder what... <laughs> Whether it, um, my note on bad 90s fashion was on this scene or uh, the next way you've got this woman in the background with this really odd hat. Oh, the, wait- the waitresses? Oh, uh, no, no. There were no, a couple of it, them, weren't there? Yeah, there's a, uh, I think it's either the uh, scene in the Fresh Air restaurant or with Garibaldi and Smith. But there's this woman with a really weird hat, and uh, all my notes says is it, it it's worthy of being on Star Trek at the time. Yeah, it was on the it was at the scene with um, Garibaldi and Smith. I thought she was yeah. a waitress, like a cocktail waitress or something. But because um, I saw her a couple, or I saw the hat a couple times, I thought it was like a costume or something. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was plenty of awesome fashion in this episode. Uh, you don't want to uh, get in trouble for criticizing the fashion like Brad on Intro to X. <laughs> <laughs> Who said criticizing? Oh, well, I said it was awesome. Pointing out the fashion. But he did criticize, I think. <laughs> um, Garibaldi and Walker are talking about what happened to Walker. Uh, some corporation didn't want him to win, the, win a fight, so they framed him 
to make it look like he was using illegal substances. He hasn't been able to get a legit fight in two years, but he wants to fight in the Mutai, the trial of blood. There are no rules in the Mutai, you just take your opponent out and five aliens have been killed. There are no rules except no humans allowed. <laughs> so yeah. one important rule. Surprised this is actually allowed to go on on B5 if people are dying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, and clearly humans are an auntie. Smithy is a typical example because, you know, first of all, he calls him a bunch of snakeheads. Which I don't get it. <laughs> it just, I mean, he, he just seems, you know, racist, alienist, or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. perfect material for first up. Earth or whatever they co- they're calling themselves. I can't remember it. <laughs> I've had a long weekend, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, thing that, the thing that actually interested me about this storyline was that it's like it's human against alien here. All of the aliens are kind of coming together against the humans, and yet we know that, you know, each of the alien races, they have problems with other alien races, but it like unites them to be against the human race so it's yeah it's a kind of an interesting dynamic that we're seeing even though the storyline is not good yeah i think part of that is that although humans have been on the scene for 150 maybe 200 years they're still the new race on the scene more or less they're the newest big race there might be small races that are out there that are doing things but humans have been in space a relatively short period and they're already one of the big five um, movers within you know alien politics mm-hmm. I think that's part of it I guess plus they're running the station so automatically they're the man and then um, you know and then the recent what do you call it? The Home Guard? There's some home violence guard, against a- aliens. Guard. Yeah. So maybe that too. But what uh, was this the scene where he mentioned World War Three? Uh, that he that it was going to be World War Four, which it implies that there was a World War Three. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, no, I, I must yeah. have missed that myself. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so he he said something about World War Four. And then, so I was like, oh, there was a World War Three, And I was wondering, like, if that had to do with... Well, the bombing of San Diego was a terrorist bombing, right? Yeah. So, hmm. Anyways. Uh, okay, next. Rabbi Kozlov meets with Sinclair. He tells Sinclair about Susan's father, and Sinclair's just finding out about this for the first time. Except for, if you you watch it, you could almost, like... It almost comes across as like he's being sarcastic. Like, no, when did this happen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was saying it so slowly. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been a totally different episode. But yeah. uh, this guy was a metal sub, man. Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, I would be mad too if he was buttoning my business like that, probably. Yeah, she's a professional, and this is her boss. Like, yeah. it's a very, uh, and it's a very, like, important position she has, so. I don't know, this guy. Susan's always been private about this kind of thing. The rabbi asked Sinclair if she can have some time off to sit Shiva. I have to be careful how I say that. (laughs) But Sinclair agrees to. Before he leaves, the rabbi calls B5 a great miracle. 
was the rabbi a, a walking stereotype or what? <laughs> was it just me? <laughs> Very much so, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. He, he goes as far as kind of giving a brief potted history of um, of Anva here as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yes, he does. I don't know whether we heard it before that her brother had died in the Membari War, but yeah, I think they we did, knew he, yes. he had been in the military. I think so, because it didn't surprise me yeah, when he said it, but I couldn't remember where I would have heard it. Yeah, Anybody? Maybe. Yeah, I think they did mention it when her father was dying. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe that's what yeah. But it's such a throwaway line when it was mentioned that, you know, mentioning it yet here again just kind of reinforces everything, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. it was a long time ago. But yeah, it, it's reminding us that She's the last of her family left alive. Oh. Yes. Susan and Kozlov have dinner, and the funny little scene, I guess, about not knowing if the fish is kosher. I was, we find uh, out. I'm no <laughs> Jewish expert, scholar. Yeah. But it's not only that the food has to be not included on the prohi- prohibitive list, but doesn't it also have to be prepared kosher? I think so, yeah. No, I don't know. It's kind of a weird joke. Mm. Well, an alien item, you know, like an alien species wouldn't really be listed. Right. No. It it, it definitely (laughs) wouldn't be listed. I'm sure I think that was a little joke on his part. But also, I mean... But he ate it. He ate it. It's really locking up and prepared kosher. I don't know whether um, it's with Jewish religion, but isn't... Isn't there some other rule also about only eating fish on a certain day? And if calamari is meant, it's meant to be like calamari, that's fish, so when, uh, that's I, another rule. I'm no Jew- Jewish expert. Um, I know that the shellfish is out, um, but uh, fish, yes, but it has to be prepared, I believe, with um, by people that of the Jewish faith and or a combination, or I don't know, I, I'm probably telling the wrong information. Uh, um, I don't know about certain days or not. I don't know. It could be that Avala belongs to a Jewish sect that's made some compromises since discovering um, alien races. They've had Easy. to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Easy. there, you know, there are a lot of different, I guess, levels of uh, Judaism and like how strictly you follow kosher and that kind of thing. So, but he is a <laughs> probably at the top there. You know, probably, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. Anyways, anyways, kind of a weird if, joke for me. <laughs> if he's gonna fly out to space to get someone to sit Shiva, um, right. yeah, he's pretty uh, dedicated. He is. He's hands-on um, in the church. <laughs> we find out that Susan's father didn't agree with her going out into space because he thought humans didn't belong out there. The rabbi tells her that he spoke to Commander Sinclair. That this uh, greatly upsets Susan, and she uh, leaves. Without, but she did say, please excuse me. Yeah, she, she was, was leaving. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah, no. I, she had a point. I mean, she definitely had, you know, basis for her being upset. Yeah. So we didn't blame her. Next, Garibaldi and Walker Smith go down to where these guys are training. Smith is looking for the Mutado so he can fight in the Mutai and he, he finds him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Mut. Oh, the Mutado doesn't think humans should fight in the Mutai, and he knocks Walker Smith down, and some creepy guy watches them as Walker and Garibaldi leave. 
The Mutadel is played by, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, Soontek O. He was a voice in Mulan and Mulan 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who he was. I haven't seen those movies. But every time I wonder I... whether he uses the same accent there that he does here. Sorry, it's uh, just... This episode is full of every single cliche related to this thing, you know, this type of episode on any other show. Yeah. You, you've got this current leader and... Uh, the accent, it, it's... It just feels so stereotypical. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to find the right word apart from stereotypical, but it, you wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought, but it's it's just, I can't really describe how awful this episode <laughs> is with this one storyline <laughs> and fulfilling every single cliché. Yep, yeah. can't argue with that. No. Yeah, the name Mutado kept reminding me of a wrestler called the Great Muta. He was a Japanese wrestler. He used to paint his face and spit out mist. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just... that's sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next we see Garibaldi and Walker Smith talking. Walker's mad and with mad at Garibaldi. Garibaldi knew who the Mutado was. And Walker Smith yeah. leaves. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Walks off with the weirdest insult. Um, I don't know whether it, it actually exists anywhere, but stroke off, I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, that was my quote. Thank you, Ian. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Slip Pickens in this episode. That's okay. That's all right. I will be using that in real life now. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to get angry at each other a lot in this episode. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, here Garibaldi's, all he's trying to say is, is don't be, don't be, um, yeah, don't, just... Don't kill yourself. <laughs> don't go killing yourself, don't, and if you are going to go killing yourself, don't, don't insult them as you do it. <laughs> don't insult them as you get yourself killed. <laughs> so, okay, let, let me, can we clarify here, so... I don't. I don't know. I know it might have come up later. I don't remember, and it doesn't really matter. Um, so he got involved in the Cindy, which is like what, like a organized crime, or he was blackballed or something like that. Is this why? Uh, he was doing- yeah, he was. He was uh, from the sound of it, um, got involved with a um, big company um, of some type, maybe a big promotional company, and then they. Put it out that uh, um, he was involved with Cindy or Sin. I think it might be short for syndicate. Um, so you got kind of the legitimate side in quotes of the business who still do the dodgy stuff, and then you've got the dodgy side of the business that do the dodgy stuff anyway. But everyone knows they do. And then they said they blackballed him from fighting, basically. Yeah. Because okay. I, I would think, you know, only really kind of the legitimate side of the business could blackball him and actually have enough pull to, you know, get in with the media to plant these stories. Yeah, just... Some uh, some okay. sort of PR group, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really that clear in the scene. Yeah, I mean, I guess they had to give him a reason to be so, you know, I guess, I don't know, so into, you know being in the fight because um, he, he thinks that this was going to get him promotion and 
publicity and stuff. I think I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like his his career is pretty much at a standstill without something to boost it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when Walker Smith leaves, the creepy guy, Caliban, stops him and tells him there's another way to get into the Mutai, but it must be done with respect and courage. Okay, uh, I'm going to call him Sajon from now on. But Thank you! That's what I was <laughs> going to say. He totally reminded me of someone from Angel, and I wasn't sure, but that's it. Yes, it's uh. Sajon. But Caliban, I'm not, I don't know the Tempest very well, but isn't that a very famous character in the Tempest? I don't know. I know the name Caliban as a character in the X-Men comic books. <laughs> it must be based off yeah, of, because I don't think there was any, I don't, yeah. So I didn't know, like, if somebody could please, you know, let us know if that was, he was supposed to be referencing some aspect of the character from the Tempest. Otherwise, I didn't get it. I didn't get this guy at all. Yeah. But this was the most ridiculous character. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, what was he? Why was he in the episode other than to get him into the Mutai, I guess? Yeah, it's like they have to create this fake reason why he can't fight, and then, then they have to create this other ridiculously shallow character to get him into the fight. And the whole time we don't care if he's in the fight or not in the fight. So, I don't know. Cal- Talk off, that's it. Oh. <laughs> Caliban was played by Don Stroud. Don Stroud was in License to Kill, the Bond movie. He was also in Django Unchained. He was, in 1973, he was paid $10,000 to appear in Playgirl. Oh, look at it up right now. Oh, I saw those pictures. It was Don Stroud. Yeah, you can find them pretty easily. But Alright, continue. <laughs> but he was also on the adventures of Briscoe County Junior in there who played Hatchet in the Riverboat episode, the guy who was throwing the knives at Briscoe and he was tied to the wheel. Oh uh, yeah. I haven't got there yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I caught up. Yeah, that's gonna be next week for me. So next Sinclair offers his condolences to Ivanova. Ivanova says she didn't go to her father's funeral because they were dealing with the Euphrates Treaty thing. I think that was the episode with Beer and his Game Boy and all that. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, there he is. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Very 70s. (laughs) Uh, Sinclair gives her leave, but she says it won't be necessary. Sinclair says she's the best officer he ever served with, but he also considers her a friend, and she really needs to grieve for her father. She appreciates that, but her feelings are her own, and she can do she can do what she wants. But he tells her to make sure she knows what she's feeling before she makes a decision. Yeah, Sinclair, a, go uh, ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, no, sorry, go ahead. Um, it's totally small note, though. I'll bring up later. If you're going to talk about um, meat of this thing, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say that Sinclair didn't really have too much to do in this episode, except, I don't know, like acting very, just smile, smiling avuncularly and, you know, being nice. That's pretty much his role in this whole episode. Didn't really have much to do. Yeah, it was a sweet scene, I guess, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, um... All I was going to say is I noticed in this scene um, that Ivanova definitely just wears one earring and it, it looks like it's definitely some sort of character choice on her part. Oh, I didn't notice! Oh, man. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not going to go back to look at it. I'm not going to go back. But 
I'll keep an eye out from now on. Because I remember, yeah, there was another episode that uh, she was wearing. And it was it last episode that she was wearing one earring? I think it might have been. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe she's worn only one earring before, but we, uh, last week, well, last time you brought this up, I thought I'd check it out on this episode, and yes, she definitely just wears one earring. We'll have to have earring watch, I suppose. Yeah. We're so focused on the insignificant details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, we're back with Walker and Garibaldi. Walker apologizes for how he left things. Um... But he wants to watch some fights that night with Garibaldi. And next, it's that night, and we see them watching a fight, and we see some guy win his fight. I have a note about fried tree worm. Not sure what that means. Oh, what, that, that, uh, that, that was this uh, donut-like thing he, 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 he got. Okay. Yeah, and he was eating From it, and the... then found out what it was. Yeah, he didn't like it. <laughs> that was going to be my rating system. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, that was so. eh. Was this was this where they had the crazy alien face lady, the one that we've seen before with like a hole down the middle of her face? Oh, I don't know. Oh like my god! Zip, like it like it's zipped together. Yes, almost like that. Yes, yeah. she's my favorite alien, like <laughs> by far. I've seen her. This is like the third time I've seen her. I love it. The makeup and or the mask or whatever. It's great. It looks really cool. Watch for her. She is the best. So another guy comes out to fight and he faces. Can't remember how his name is pronounced. Gior, the master of the Mutai. Seems like it's been forever since I watched this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gior wins pretty easily. The Muta Do asks for a challenger, and Walker accepts the challenge because, according to the rules, nobody can say anything if he accepts the challenge. Loophole there. Yeah. Uh, okay. On Garibaldi's face is oh god, he's done it again. Yeah. As if he, as if Walker's done this sort of thing before and Garibald has always had to pull him out of Garibaldi pulling somebody else out of trouble (laughs) yeah but okay watching these creatures what what are they called again what's the race called again the Mutai no that's I think that's the the fight Um, oh which one well are are they all of the same race or are they just not oh no they weren't oh there was a Drazi as well I think the Drazi, there was a Drazi involved in the fight, but I think most of the um, people involved in the Mutai seem to be the alien, same alien race, I think. Because okay. I definitely think the uh, Grandmaster, the um, old master that trains um, Smith and um, the champion seem to be all from the same race. Yeah. Well, anyways, it, it did not look very good. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, they did not no. look like they were good fighters at all, and I was just like, this is like, what? He's, this is his ultimate challenge? And it was so <laughs> terrible. I mean... Yeah. Let's let's just say, I know a little bit about martial arts, and while this might be martial, it's far from art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was like supposed to, supposed to be his ultimate challenge, and I just feel like... I, I, I kind of feel like Ian with Believers on this part, part of the episode because it was so bad. It was like it was like so meaningless because they, they didn't do anything good with the story at all. It was like we didn't really care about who it was, okay, first of all. So that's one strike. Two, the fighting was in no way like good. 
You know, no. it's like at least have the alien have some kind of different anatomy that you have to like figure out how to fight in their style. You know, this was just like oh, mixed martial yeah. art. I mean, and there wasn't even any threatening either. Yeah, I mean, if the, if they had it, a certain kind of weapon, or if they had like tentacles or something that you had like completely trained in a different way, that would be kind of interesting. But this was just like human fighting. Yeah, or even mm-hmm. if the champion had actually killed um, his last opponent. Yes, yeah. thank you. I mean, they said people have been killed, but we didn't, you know, it wasn't like we saw it, so it wasn't like an urgent thing. I mean, we didn't actually think, I mean, look at that fight. We didn't actually think he was going to get killed. I mean, so there was no urgency there. So, mm. and then the rules were so ridiculous. It's like all he had to do was say, I'm going to challenge this guy. And then, so I don't understand the point of this complete. Does anybody, is, is there any point to this at all? Like we didn't learn anything really about cultures. We did it. It, it was just like <laughs> human Cliché. fighting with people with masks on. Like that was mm. it. They even wore like like the robes, you know, like that humans would wear when doing martial arts. It yeah, was so odd. Ex- extremely cliched. Yeah, all the way through. Uh, I pulled up those pictures while you were talking. <laughs> He's playing chess and. I know. He's playing <laughs> chess and one of them naked. <laughs> interesting. Actually, that could have been really interesting. <laughs> Not the Nike part, but, you know, this big, big fight, and it ends up being a board game that, <laughs> you know, he's got to actually do this mental challenge. Yeah, there could have been so many ways that this fight could have been more interesting. I mean, it could have had a, 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 like a time dimension to it. It could have had specific rules. They could have been hovering over the ground or you know anything but just what you would see on earth you know it just was waste so waste i'm done (laughs) (laughs) so the mutai is going to take place in three cycles but not everyone is happy about this one of the aliens says he's not going to allow it to happen next Mm. that was a drama i was gonna say yeah uh not only that you've got the typical guy in the audience saying no this can't happen which is yet another cliche he's got three cycles uh, i'm sure cycles is actually hours because back in the episode sky full of stars doesn't um that security guy who owes money isn't he given certain number of cycles to sort himself out and that's meant to be I think it was something like 37 cycles or something like that. And right. the cycles there was meant to be hours. Hmm. Oh, it seemed like longer to me. <laughs> I know, but hours. I think this this is what I'm trying to say. I think in this episode, uh, they're using cycles to mean days. Ah, uh, okay. So there's a bit of confusion there. Well, cycles could mean something different from different races. That would be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which kind of cycles do you mean? <laughs> Next, we're in Ivanova's quarters. The oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, what are the drawsy again? Remind me. Oh. Um, they're uh, almost reptile-looking. Um, they've kind of got um, diamond-shaped um, plates on the head. Going that gets smaller as they get towards the nose. Hmm. And we've seen them before. Yeah. And they've, they've said that they said the name, and I just don't remember. I guess. <clears throat> okay. I will try to remember what they are. Yeah, the rep- you will, okay. You will find out. Okay. 
Um, I'm actually trying to get a um, non-spoilery photo for you. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'll post it in the chat if I can find one. Oh, I also have a, a note of Garibaldi's shirt, uh, exclamation point. So I think this was like his striped shirt with different patterns on it, which I enjoyed. So the rabbi brings Susan her legacy. She apologizes to him, but he says that he was in the wrong. He's going to leave unless she changes her mind about the Shiva. She talks about how she left because her father never gave her love, and I think her father never forgave her, and she can't forgive him, and she leaves to go on duty. This was a good scene um, by her. You know, she was she did a good acting job. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and, and again, we see the theme of forgiveness Next. Like, yeah, that that definitely runs throughout this Ivanova storyline, doesn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've managed to post a small image in the uh, chat if you can um, look at it of Adrazi. I think it's of an actor who played one of them. Um, that's why it's uh, called, called what age in the file name. Oh, mine, mine is still trying to open it. So. All right, um, I'll, I'll try to send you the link instead. That might be easier. There we go, um, I got it. Okay. That's an interesting nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me look. Yeah. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. And I noticed it was Kim Strauss. <laughs> yeah. He plays so many roles in uh, alien roles in, in, in B5. He's everywhere. He must He's not everywhere. lie in the makeup chair. Yep. Next we see... Walker Smith and Garibaldi talking about how Smith can beat his opponent when they come across Caliban. Turns out Caliban once challenged Gior and it was his last Muay Thai. And what does it mean? Walker has to give a gift. Not sure of that. <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> what that means. Alright, anyway. <laughs> it's an important problem. <laughs> so next, Ivanova goes to see the rabbi off. As he's leaving, Susan has a memory of speaking to her father as he was dying. Uh, he was sorry for not giving her love as well as respect. Did he forgive her in this scene? And uh, he did. Okay. Um, and yeah, and he you uh, know I, that it's a uh, flashback, a flashback to something that happened earlier in this season. Yeah. Yes. You wouldn't get that on modern TV. And he was asking for forgiveness. What? Was it the same footage? Does anybody know uh, from the earlier episode? Or did they... I, I remember the scene. I just didn't remember if it was the same... If they were using the same footage. They didn't have the actor come back and... I don't know. I couldn't remember it, if it was they? exactly the same or not. Yeah, could I was be, wondering that too. Could be that they, they, they had the whole footage and then uh, uh, edited the scene differently. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they used a different take. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And he was... Uh, he was. I, I. I think we have heard the name White Star, right? White Star Liner. Which uh, was Star Liner White which, Star. Yeah. Which, yeah, which was, was the company that, that did the Titanic, had the Titanic and uh, the Britannic, and anyways. So, but they they weren't a company anymore after like I don't know the early nineteen. I think nineteen fifties or forties or something. <clears throat> well, that's kind of interesting. So then she stops the rabbi and asks him to help her fit Shiva. Next, we see Walker training. Garibaldi wants to know if Walker has a chance, and Calvin says he'll fight bravely. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, not, oh my god, yeah. he has a chance. He has a chance, Garibaldi. They are terrible. <laughs> None so committal as ever. Mm. Yeah, I was g- gonna say that at least it didn't have one of the cliches. It didn't have a training montage. There wasn't oh, any time montage. for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't have time, I guess. They only had three hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That would have been a short montage, though. Yeah. Later, Walker and Garibaldi are speaking. Garibaldi tries to talk him out of it like he's been doing for the entire episode. And Garibaldi tells Walker that he's the best he's ever seen. So Take next- your word for that, Garibaldi. <laughs> next in C&C, Ivanova accepts Sinclair's offer of leave. Sinclair wants to be there to pay his respects. That's nice. Yeah. Where was Clara? <laughs> Clara should have been there. Probably spend a lot of time together up in C and C, yeah. So later there's a group helping. I was so I was gonna say if um one of us got the time off and Sinclair's get, going to Shiva, it basically puts Clara in charge of C and C. That's right. Yeah. Like yes, it's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanna see. I wanna see what happened. <laughs> While they were gone and Clara was running things. Oh, I want to write fanfic about this. <laughs> yes! <laughs> about what we need happens. to have a Zeppo episode with Clara. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, um, later, there's a group helping Ivanova sit Shiva and the rabbis had Tristan. Wait, wait, wait. Did we completely skip over the anchor woman? Oh, the, yeah, the, probably. Because I have to describe what she was wearing. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> she had an orange shirt that had pink sleeves and a pink collar. Uh, and a tie, a, a tie slash scarf around her neck. <laughs> and then she had giant pink and gold earrings. So that was really awesome. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> you can go on now. These are my notes. <laughs> well, um, the regular I said host wasn't here this week, so she had to make a statement because, you know, yeah. the regular, our regular ISN correspondent wasn't available. Yep. I'm going to dress or, or they did, Or they deliberately chose a different one because it was a sports section. Uh, oh, yeah, I did say sports behind her. Yeah. My sister was in the crowd the Oprah Winfrey show one time, and she wore this really bright yellow dress, and every time they showed a shot of the crowd, like, there she is, you can see her. She, <laughs> she stood was out. Yeah. It's the red bias addressing the crowd, and next we see... Garibaldi giving giving Walker some tips and it's time for the fight to begin. Oh wait, back to um, again, these are my notes. Um, back to the Ivanova thing. The photo of Andre was super creepy. Okay, it looked like almost like a painting done by Rembrandt of his face in a frame. And then also the candles make a reappearance. So there are lots of candles for a space show. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, they probably use the same candles since they're so expensive. They have like a candle room. Yeah. Yeah. Can borrow these candles. Next, we see Susan telling a story about her father, and I didn't write down the details because I was bored. <laughs> oh, it's a kind of a cute story. Yeah, I liked it. It was the one um, where she, like, idolized this, I don't know, some famous person. Um, um, I, I think, think it was a basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good question. philosopher, wasn't it? That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it rounds her character out a little. You know, you get some of her childhood there, and you don't always get that. So that was good. Yep. You, you can tell that she was a different person when she was younger, as she's grown into the woman she is now. 
Again, it was a great performance, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, what's the actress's name again? Claudia Christian. Oh, yeah, that's right. Claudia Christian. Yes, it was It was a great performance by her. I think she was in Portland this weekend or somewhere around here working on a movie or something. Mm-hmm. How do you know this? Because <laughs> I follow her Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> I'm not stalking. <laughs> <laughs> Though I might. She's... <laughs> um, so next they're starting the Muay Thai. I think it would have been cool if they like played some this song when they're fighting. <laughs> but it might have taken us out of the episode a little bit. <laughs> Too late. So Gior is winning the fight at first, but Walker makes a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. No, I won't call it. <laughs> The alien from earlier tries to interfere, but Garibaldi stops him. Caliban gives his thumbs up. That alien is dumb. Yeah. This is the same one that was stealing drugs in the Zocalo? I don't I think it's a... Oh, this is the one, one that it's was that like, one. no, you will not fight. Okay. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh, Garibaldi at that time should have called security. We need a um, watch on this guy. They all should have already had a security guy there watching the guy. Yeah, Garibaldi was there. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. He, you know, he called uh, Sinclair out on this a uh, few episodes ago. Uh, I suppose he's taken the reins of, you know, always has to be the one to uh, take the bad guy out now. Mm-hmm. They had, um, Sajan and Garibaldi had these little um, bottles hanging from their clothes. These little, did you guys notice? No. There were like little water bottles, but they were really small, like, you know, like hotel shampoo bottles, maybe a little bit bigger. I didn't, I didn't know what those were for. I don't remember um, if it was this scene or next, but I thought it was some of the close-up of the crowd chanting. I thought that was just kind of awkward looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounded like they were chanting Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> As they should. As they, of course. So when Garibaldi took out the the heckler alien, you know, the one that was having a problem the whole time. I thought it was weird that he just kind of went over and took him out and then called for people to come and get him. And there was no, like, I don't know. I felt like that should have incited, like, a riot within the rest of the crowd or something, at least, because others seemed to have the same anti-human sentiments as he did. They were just less vocal about it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were too engrossed in the uh, fight to want to do anything. Yeah, I don't Again, know. as he said earlier, it wasn't really much of a fight, they were just punching each other. Right, yeah. The Garibaldi taking out the guy next to you is probably more exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they managed to get instantaneous bruises, by the way. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> <laughs> they had bruises on their faces already. Oh, good. So next we see Susan thanking her friends for showing up. She reads the morning prayer in English so Sinclair can share it with them, and she starts to break down after she reads the prayer. And has a slightly awkward hug with the rabbi and Sinclair. Yeah. I have to say, that was, yeah. it was a little awkward to watch. <laughs> well, at least it was a, a group hug with the rest of them coming in as well. <laughs> Back in the Mutai, Walker's getting beat up some more, but he gets another win. I have a note about funny punches. Not <laughs> uh, yeah. The crowd stars chanting Great Heart, but in the end, the fight is a draw. The crowd stars chanting Gior, but Gior starts a Smith chant. Just kind of weird, awkward. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Smith isn't really a. I don't know. He needs to change his name to have a more a more <laughs> chantable name. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one is actually chanting Smith. They were chanting Smith. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Next, the rabbi is leaving. He says goodbye to Sinclair and Ivanova. Ivanova is ready to return to duty, and Sinclair is tired of double shifts. But um. They actually remember that Catherine is a character on this show. <laughs> Don't say the quote. Don't say the quote. Next thing you know, somebody will bring up Talia. Wait, what? Where is Talia anyway? I'm actually. <laughs> Hopefully, she is uh, honing her powers yes. and she will come back stronger and better than ever and oh, yeah. not speaking. Lots of close ups. Oh, well. <laughs> um. Nobody ever has any carry-ons, by the way, when they get onto these uh, transport ships. Yeah, you Nobody don't need says. anything for that flight through space. Nope. <laughs> totally nah. fast. So next we see Garibaldi and Walker. Walker's leaving because he heals better in real air. The Mutado stops him and tells him that he fought well. From now on, humans will be allowed to fight in the Mutai. Yay. And Caliban comes Oh my up. god, are we going to have another episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want uh, Sinclair to go down there? And... <laughs> He'll take out all of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So next, Caliban comes along. It's like we're trying to get everybody in this last scene. <laughs> yep. And says if Walker ever returns to the Muta, he'll stand with him. And Walker thanks Garibaldi and leaves. And it's the end credits. Thank God. I have <laughs> it over uh, exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. It could have ended in a much better way, actually. Uh, I've just seen my night that, you know, okay, it's a few scenes to go re- in the fight. You know, for once it'd be nice to actually end these things on the um, whoever's going into this big fighting arena lose. And you actually end it on the fact they've lost, the fact they've actually learned something from this. Yeah, if he, or taking it even farther, if he had died during it, that would have also been more interesting. <laughs> Loser gets thrown out an airlock. That <laughs> or just, you know, <laughs> died during the fight. It would have been a weird lesson. <laughs> but it would have been something different, I guess. Yeah. So Bill Blair played... Oh, oh, he okay. could have died, and then Garibaldi has to, like, take his place, right? Yeah, he's, like, his second. And... Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Or, or not, if, if not died, then he couldn't go on. Garibaldi has to take his place. Then when Garibaldi can't go on, Sinclair has to take his place. And then when Sinclair can't go on, then you just go all the way down the line. That was it. <laughs> and Clara is the winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clara finally takes him out. <laughs> so Bill Bolero, since episode, he played Alien. Not sure which Alien, but... There were a few of JMS was talking about how Ivanova doesn't have an accent because she was educated overseas. Her father wanted her to have advantages that the rest of the family did not. Okay. Um, said you, certainly, the, oh, go ahead. you certainly hear the uh, the Russian accent of uh, of the rabbi. Right. He even speaks Russian for, for a short while. Yeah, when well, he, okay. when he arrives, Bozhe moi. Yeah. And you know what? That means simply, my God. Oh, okay. Seems like some of the viewers had problems saying that his accent didn't sound authentic enough, but he was raised in That's Russia. what they're complaining about? That <laughs> <laughs> he was raised what? I think he was raised and grew up in Russia. 
Oh, that's insulting then. <laughs> the Mutari are the people who fight in the Mutai. You did see Norns and Centauri around the ring, but you don't see any Mibari. It's not their thing. Oh, maybe. Okay, so there was there was when that guy, that alien guy, was saying, you know, we don't want you to fight or whatever. Yeah. There was a guy with weird hair that I guess must have been Centauri. Because he had like a human type face, but his hair was all up and around. Yeah, there was two of of them, I think. Okay, so he was just like nodding and stuff. I I noticed him. So that must have, okay, so he must have been Centauri, okay. I thought he was just a human with a weird hairdo. (laughs) And (laughs) And an arm, okay. I did not notice an arm. And there were no ambassadors in this episode. Uh, Nope. Not one. (sighs) So that's all the notes I have. Do we have any quotes? Yes. Yeah. I do have one. And it is, um, let's see, it's Sinclair and Ivanova. I've had my fill of double shifts. Perhaps yeah. you'll remember that the next time Miss Sakai visits the station. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kozlov. If regret could be harvested, Russia would be the world's fruit basket. I had that one as well. Um, okay, um, you have always been sick, Garibaldi. That was it. <laughs> and stroke off. Uh, <laughs> I really couldn't find one in this episode. You managed to find some good ones. Uh, I suppose there is always, this place is not for you. <laughs> but that could be from any fighting episode of any TV series. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have one, which is... Uh, where uh, they talk about be forgiving the father, and he said, she, Ivanova says, no, I can't. Then the tragedy is greater than I thought. Mm, yeah, good. Right. Without, for, without forgiveness, you cannot mourn. Without mourning, you can never let go of the pain. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice one. My only other one was when he said, you cannot run away from your own heart, Susan, not even in space. That's a good one. All right. Characters of the week. How about human of the week? Ivanova? Not Walker Smith. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, I think yeah, I give Ivanova. it to Ivanova. I can be well, behind you. I definitely think so. Yeah. Who is alien of the week? Um, um. Saja? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, I don't know. It's Caliban. Yeah, him. Mr. Caliban, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go for the weird Zippo face lady, but I'll go for Sajon. <laughs> okay, Caliban, any objections? No. There was slim, very slim, face. very yeah. Slim yeah. random alien number seven over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about our episode ratings? Want to start out, Yan? I have a rating of uh, average seven out of ten shivas. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Heidi? Um. I think if it wasn't for the Ivanova story, it would be much lower, but I did enjoy that, and I liked seeing her kind of deal with what we, what I had thought that was just gone, you know, (laughs) with her father dying and everything, so I was glad to see that come up again. Um, I think I'm going to go 6 out of 10, um, I don't know, Mutai. (laughs) <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. Mm, well, so it, we pretty much did like it was like a weird like half and half episode, right? Where 
one story like didn't have anything to do with the other. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yep. like you have to rate like separately almost like in your head. <laughs> so like and then I, average it. <laughs> yeah. So like I really liked the Ivanova stuff. I actually really liked it. Um I found her performance to be really good. I liked seeing that side of her and I just liked, you know, seeing her deal with that stuff. So I would give that side a seven and a half. The other stuff I hated so much. Like I had to bribe myself for every five minutes um, <laughs> I watched again. Uh, I was able to do something fun. And um, <laughs> I did it with a fiery passion. I, I, I found it the worst I've, of this show so far. You know, this, it was so pointless. Uh, at least like with believers, they were trying to do something. They were trying to make some overall point. You know, we're trying to bring up like a, you know, a, a theoretical scenario or like, you know, an, an issue. But with this, yeah. it was just like, it had, it had nothing to do with anything. It was, it wasn't even inventive at all. You know, we didn't know this person before. So I would give that like a, what's the lowest you could give something? Like a oh, zero, nice. a one. Oh. Okay. So a one. So average 4.25, rounded down to four. All right. Well, and what's your rating system? Oh, um, alien MMA fights with masks on. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you say, Ian? Um, I'm pretty much on the same page as everyone else here. The Walker Smith incident <laughs> shall go unremarked, I think. I really don't like that part of the episode, and they'll probably get a point, I suppose, from being able to hit almost every single cliche. <laughs> <laughs> it's an accomplishment right there. But, but they didn't have the montage. Oh, yeah, they didn't, so... Got to, yeah, got a reduction for that. Um, but as everyone says, the Ivana side of the story really is a, a blessing here. You're able to get through the episode because you know soon you're going to get some really nice stuff with Ivanova. And um, every time you go back to that storyline, you wake up again, you pay attention again. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a lovely follow-up to what we learned earlier in the season about Ivanova and, and just you get that extra hook onto her character that makes you love her even more and so I'm going to go 5 out of 10 Samovars okay I agree with what you guys are saying except I wasn't all that into the Ivanova story as well I mean the rabbi just seemed like too much of a walking stereotype. I did like Claudia Christian's performance, so that redeemed it somewhat. But yeah, the Walker Smith stuff was really pointless. We didn't get to see a lot of Sinclair and Delin and Bondo and Jakar and all those people. All so, those people we start loving. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give it five out of ten slappers. So our, <laughs> Yeah, and if you brought oh, that up, well, actually, I, I think, like, from sorry, now um, on... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, slappers mean something else in the UK. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to look, look it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> what were you saying, Elizabeth? I was going to... I was Because you mentioned that the ambassadors weren't in it, you know, and we got characters. It's like, from now on, I feel like they, sh- they should have a real reason to not have... Like, if you're going to put a storyline in there of a person we've never seen before and you don't have the ambassadors there should be a really good reason like it shouldn't be for this pointless 
thing that has nothing to do with anything. Like this yes. is never going to come up again. This is not to do with the the home guard or anything like that or the creatures in space. Like that would actually make sense to do, but this was like completely pointless and then we didn't get the characters we actually like, you know? And they yeah. shouldn't get a whole episode or half of an episode revolving around them because we don't know them. Yes. I mean, unless it's like, there's a good reason. She didn't even really affect um, Garibaldi's character that much. No. It's just no. Some, someone in you comes into the episode, does something and leaves. And Garibaldi's, you know, not affected by it, really. No. Oh, my God. It's looked up with Flapper. I man. did, too. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. the hell? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so our total for the episode is 5.4. It's one of the lowest, but not the lowest. In, interesting. Again, this is this is again one of those not written by uh, Straczynski himself, and they usually rate a bit lower. Yeah. Yeah, I can probably can probably tell, but they're 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 gonna be more few and far between from now on. I think because I mean, true. I know there's been a lot of them, most of them. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit over half of season one is not written by uh, by JMS. A bit under half of season two, and uh, only one in season five of the rest uh, is not written by uh, JMS. Awesome. Cool. So and we only that, have, what, like, uh, what, eight episodes left now in the season? Yeah. We're like two-thirds yeah. through. Yeah. So it's going to have to start picking up. And Yes. And right. there's one more thing. The, the one that in season five that's not written by JMS is written wait, by Neil Gaiman. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Neil Gaiman. <gasps> cool. Uh, Don't just, say that. That I was kind of hoping to save that little tidbit for season five, but I suppose that gives you a reason to keep watching. <laughs> wow! No, no not I that. I like the show. <laughs> I know you like it, but anyone who's kind of doubting whether they should continue, yes, season a season five episode is written by Neil Gaiman, and if you need any other excuse to watch Babylon Five, that's a good one. But the show is really good in its own right. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about we head over and do some feedback? Alrighty, right. So, well, one day I just, for the heck of it, decided to check out different iTunes stores. So I looked at the Canadian store and saw that we had two five-star reviews from Judas Booth and... Uncasawa. I probably didn't say that right, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I get a chance, I'll check out some of the other stores, but they don't make it easy, convenient to go checking out other stores to do it one by one. Yeah. Sorry for the late thanks, but, um, yeah, we don't see that right away when we look. So we really appreciate it. Yes. If you like what you're hearing, um, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm always like surprised when somebody says something nice about anything I'm involved with. <laughs> I, mean, I have wow. some self-esteem issues. Oh, <laughs> Will. Um, if you want to make Will feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, so we have a comment from the website about this episode from Board 99. Anyone want to read that? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> okay. From Science Importance to TKO is probably the single biggest collapse in quality from one episode to the next in the entire series, I'm afraid. Yes, I would hope so. Um, TKO oh, yes. is, for me, about on a level with infection. There is perhaps something a little problematic when the first episode in which the major guest character is played by an African-American has that actor play a boxer. Oh, good point. 
but that might be intended to point to the parallel between his exclusion from the Muay Thai and the history of African-American athletes, especially in boxing in the U.S. Well, if it was, that was very subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that runs into the obstacle that humans in B5 equals African-Americans in the U.S. circa 1900 really doesn't work. Humans in Babylon 5 are the popular species that builds the big station to which all the other species send ambassadors and who get called on to mediate between other species when they have conflicts. They're clearly something of a great power despite being new arrivals on the scene. TKO is like an episode from some other science fiction show in which humans are at the bottom of the heap. That might be a good show, but it's not the one that we've been watching. Plus, of course, this is sports drama cliche, but in space. <laughs> well, we agree, Ford mm-hmm. nine. Thank you for the feedback. Yes, thank you. Uh, next feedback is an email from Bob. Who wants to take Bob's email? I think I'll take that one. Alrighty. <clears throat> this episode felt like two episodes with very little connecting stories. Yes. It was nice to see an episode focus on Ivanova, and I particularly enjoyed her story of her father defending her against the obnoxious professor. Mm-hmm. In the boxing story, they chose the boxer's name well. Walker Smith was the real name of Sugar Ray Robinson, who might have been the best boxer in the human race has ever produced. Um, thanks, Bob. That's it. Thank I you, mean, Bob. Uh, yeah. there's really not much more you can say about this episode, <laughs> I suppose. We can talk about the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email is from Jason. He wants to read Jason's email. I'll take it. It feels like they could have done something to connect the TKO story to tell us something about our main characters. Mostly, it just feels like a waste of time. Ivanova's story is a gem scattered within the episode. I thought she went through a believable transition across the episode. I also love how Claudia's whole demeanor changes depending on if she has her hair up or down. I agree. It's like a Princess <laughs> Leia thing. <laughs> yeah, I like her hair down. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Cheers. Uh, guess we can skip Ian's email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The next email is from Victor. I'll read this one. He says, I wanted to send you proper feedback for TKO, but the Ivanova scenes kept putting me to sleep. Aww. So I will, <laughs> so I will only make a few comments. I was the other way around. <laughs> yeah. You know, first, when you enter someone's dojo, it is a, it is a real good idea to be respectful of everyone, especially an older guy whose uniform is faded or shows lots of wear. <laughs> There's a real good chance that he is the master, and if you disrespect him, you may be out cold before you even hit the floor. I think the name of name and nature of the Muay Thai was based on Mai Thai, a martial art combat sport that is very popular in Thailand. His slight kickboxing bo- only works because the fighters are also allowed to strike with their knees and elbows. The sport is so brutal that even successful fighters and champions normally retire in their mid-twenties because their bodies can't take the accumulated punishment. Mm. Like all fight fans of a certain age, I had a real chuckle the first time I heard the name Walker Smith. That was the original name of one of the greatest boxers ever, Sugar Ray Robinson. Sorry I don't have more to say, but the Ivanova story was a real snooze fest. Z's, Victor. <laughs> thanks, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Uh, thanks, Victor. And our last email is from Lori. He wants to take Lori's email. Uh, I guess I will then. Uh, my turn? Okay. Okay, from Lori. Hello, ambassadors and guests Yan. Thanks again to Yan for switching with me. 
I did not dislike this episode, but it was not the most interesting, so I was not too disappointed to need to switch. Though I really like both Ivanova and Garibaldi, I missed our ambassadors after such an exciting episode last week. Yes, Laura, we did too. In the Muay fight story, I enjoyed the attention to detail of all the different aliens in the fight scene, but wondered why they were so opposed to a human participating, wondering what our newbies' thoughts were on this. Yeah, well, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Honestly, I didn't even realize that there were so many different aliens in the fight scene. I thought it was all the same race of aliens. I'm terrible. Did they terrible. really explain why humans were, weren't allowed to just prejudice or something? That's what it seemed like to me. That's why I thought that aspect was kind of interesting, because it did seem like aliens, all aliens, against humans in that, just mm-hmm. in this fight, you know, but still. Yeah, I actually would have found that more interesting had I figured that out <laughs> as I was watching it, because <laughs> in my head, like, I was thinking it was, it was only, like, one alien race that had this fight, and so I wasn't even thinking about that there could be other alien races there. So to me, it was like, well, humans can't fight in it, neither can other alien species. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> like, clearly, I mean, now thinking about it, there were, like, so many other types of aliens. I guess I'm I'm totally um, biased against aliens because they all look the same to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it it is a little bit more interesting why humans, well, only humans could be in it. I don't know why that would be. Um, I don't know. Sorry, we did, I did not uh, talk about that. Um, okay, continuing. Ivanova's story once again addressed culture and religion in the future. JMS's notes on this storyline were interesting. I have noted a couple of them below. If you already covered these, feel free to skip. Ivanova is Jewish. Ivanova is Russian. Of the two, she tends to see herself as a Russian first. When she went off to boarding school overseas, part of an ongoing international system put into place by EarthGov to help its various member nations get along with one another, she identified most strongly with that Russian aspect in relation to those around her. She learned to speak English without a perceptible accent. Ivanova does not have an accent because she was educated overseas, her father wanting her to have certain advantages. The rest of her family did not. Rating, 5.5 out of 10 samovars. The item passed down to Ivanova, which I only knew what it was called from the note. Human Ivanova. Alien, random alien in Muay fight scene with pig face makeup. (laughs) (laughs) There were just no good aliens in this one. Agreed, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Thanks a lot, Laurie, yeah, thanks, Laurie. and the, the notes you left uh, from JMS there as well. Yeah, those are good. So if you want to send feedback, write an email, record it, MP3, send it to us. Uh, send yeah. it to mail at downbelowpodcast.com. Yes, thank everybody for the feedback. Oh, yeah. So oh, I closed down my document. Okay, I think it's time for predictions. <laughs> Uh, the name of the next episode, I think, is Grail. Is that right, Ian? Yes. Um, okay. I, one second. Um, <laughs> I've not got the DVD in front of me. Give me a second. We have a confirmation from Ian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Grail. Like. Okay, go, go first, Heidi. Like G R A I L? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, is that a word? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Holy it Grail. Is. Yeah, holy like the Holy Grail. Grail. Okay. Thank you. Without the word holy in front of it, I had no idea what it was. Let's see. <laughs> I still so, don't know exactly what well, it is. I don't know what it is either, but at least that gives me some sort of context of something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I would like, like to see Jakar on the search for the Holy Grail. <laughs> um. And he has to travel through space to find it on his invisible horse with... um. <laughs> 
<laughs> with coconuts. <laughs> so you were going Monty Python. I was yep, more I'm going Monty, Monty Python. Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, okay. Um, maybe a religious relic um, uh, somehow appears. Somebody has one or something, and then there's like a a fight over who had. Oh wait, didn't we already do that with the eye? Uh, hold on. Yeah, kind of. Well, that wasn't really religious, but, you know. Um, okay, so there's something important that's found, and then there's, like, a controversy over who gets custody of it or something like that. That's my guess. I like Heidi's so much better, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so, cheating a little here, but a grail in the dictionary is... Come on, Websters, open up here. Hello? Hello, computer. Hello, internet. Um, the cup or platter used according to medieval legend by Jesus Christ at the Last Supper. So it pretty much just literally is the cup. Oh, so there's no other, like, uh, generic meaning. It has to be that particular uh, yeah, artifact. Yeah, that's the, uh, uh-huh. It is. The, that is what the grail is, I guess. So, um... Yeah, maybe there's a, a banquet and they're all drinking from... Oh my god, let's have a last supper. <laughs> Same <laughs> cup. <laughs> oh my god, that's a hard one then. Uh, wow. Okay. I want to play that Holy Grail song that Justin Timberlake did with Jay-Z. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Well, I have to stick with that because I can't believe it has to do with the actual Grail. That would be weird. <laughs> Now, they always have, like, these weird titles that don't really, I don't know, have much to... You can't really figure it out. I beat, um, up there, according to my screen. Uh, you there, Heidi? Hello, Heidi? Oh. If she comes back and correctly predicts it, then she's on Wikipedia right now. (laughs) Hello. Heidi, uh, welcome back, Heidi. (laughs) I was just accusing you of cheating and looking up the episode. (laughs) Not the episode specifically. <laughs> oh, no, no. I said she's probably on Wikipedia looking it up right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back and make exactly the right <laughs> That was amazing. You would absolutely know that I cheated if I did, because <laughs> this title gives me nothing to go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ha- I mean, it has to be about religion, right? I mean, there's really no wiggle room there. Yeah, some kind of religious relic, right? Yeah, I would. I would assume. I mean, I, I did assume, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, another boxing episode. All right, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I can go with on that one. Oh, what if it has to do with um, uh, expanding on that? I would hope that it has to do with, if it is a religious relic, that it does to do with the Mambari. And we get a little bit more information about um, their religion. And oh, hopefully more information about their marriage. Yes, and triangles. Yes! Oh my god, yes! What if that's it? That's, <laughs> the that's Holy Triangle. What it's called, the Holy Triangle. Yeah. That would be cool. I would like that. <laughs> Just because I want more. Like, I, I need to know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. This, I'm not kidding, people. Like, I'm like, this this episode, this next episode better have good stuff. Like, about the Membari or something. Something to do with the actual plot. Which Which ambassadors do you think will we see? Well, I have to go with the Bimbari now that I've made that part of my prediction. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then uh, the Centauri, for some reason, I want to say. Um, <clears throat> well, I have to go with Narn because, you know, the coconuts. 
<laughs> I would not complain. Um, and Akash would always be welcome. Yeah. So basically, we're greedy and we want to see them all. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. that's what I mean, clearly I don't it will. <laughs> so that's all I got because there's nothing else in this episode that gives me any any clue about anything else. So I have one one future prediction that is um, the next time we see a ship arrive from Earth, it's going to be. Um, Let's see. We've had Ivanova and Garibaldi in this episode. Ah, uh, someone okay. comes. So I'm going to say it's Sinclair's second cousin. Wow, <laughs> oh, just his second cousin. What about nice his twice removed. <laughs> Maybe twice removed. Yeah. What about his brother? Remember, he mentioned his brother when he was. He the, did mention his brother, it. but I, I don't think that's coming up next. Oh, okay. Second cousin. All second right. Second cousin. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Can you remind us where we can find you out there on the web? Yes, you can find me, first of all, at the Facebook group of the uh, podcast and at uh, babylonlurker.net slash blog. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, cool. Hey, yeah, I have a question for you. Go Do on. Do you have it, it, just a very, it's, uh, it's a spoilery, not spoilery question. Is your favorite episode of season one already happened or still to come? No comments. Oh, come on, Yen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to say the name. <laughs> wow. Yen is spoiler phobic. All right. I'm going to take that to be it's in the future. <laughs> well, that's all we have for today, folks. Join us next week for Grail. And until then, take care. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. Downbelowpodcast.com